the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. It's 9.10 a.m. You can follow me online at talk910.com. It's talk910.com. During the commercial breaks, I interact with you on the live blog. But during the non-commercial breaks, i.e. when the show's on, you chit-chat amongst yourselves about what's going on in your financial world, so to speak. Um, good show planned today. I've got two guests. I've got Michelle Lerman coming up at 10.30 talking about estate planning and probate issues. Um, very important that you manage your wealth into your retirement years intelligently. We'll talk about that um, as well today. We're going to be talking about the stock market. Hit some of the top business stories of the day. For instance, Warren Buffet is in the news. Managed care stocks are reacting to Senator Bacchus unveiling his $856 billion health care legislation. Sadly, I haven't had time to fully review it. I'll try to do that before the end of the show. But the recession and how it's playing out with jobs, we're going to talk about that, California in particular. Uh, Interesting out of the world of wrestling today. Remember how yesterday I said I'm starting to dig the way our Congress is fighting, kind of like the parliament over in Europe and how they fight and scream at each other and point fingers. I'm starting to get into the let's point fingers. But now we may have someone who's truly, truly going to be able to do this. And uh, I even hinted at this. I said the WWF should merge with our Congress, and today we learned that the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment CEO, Linda McMahon, she's stepping down as the CEO, and she's going to run for Senate. We'll talk a little Apple TV, and we'll talk about Internet TVs on the show today. We'll talk about Facebook. They're in the news today. California's in the news today as well. Cruise Line's coming back to San Francisco. I always like that. Tesla's in the news, so I got plenty of content to get for you out there today. Don't worry. we got plenty of content. But if you want to call in and add to the show, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, the market posted its seventh gain in eight days. Feels good, right? It feels like the go-go 90s. Yesterday, the market was led by commodities and basic materials, basically on the heels of stronger-than-expected economic data, which included a jump in retail sales which was the biggest jump in more than three years. Now, a lot of that was cash for clunkers. But to be honest with you, a lot of it wasn't. Retail sales numbers were pretty good. So they were, I'm going to say, good, pretty good. You know, not not the greatest I've ever seen. But we're not going to go back to the greatest I've ever seen for a long time. Now, today there is economic news that is out there, influential economic news, including the Consumer Price Index and the Industrial Production. Consumer Price Index came in a little bit higher than expected. Uh, came in at four-tenths of a percent. Consensus was for three-tenths of a percent. So that's out there, consumer price inflation. If we're paying more for our goods that we consume, that's bad news in large part because our wages aren't going up right now. Industrial production figure comes out as well today. Now, 
Yesterday, we got a little bit of Bernanke saying that the recession is likely over. That assisted the markets yesterday, a move that extended into overseas markets this morning. The IMF and Warren Buffett, they echoed Bernanke's sentiments today. We'll talk about Buffett. He's confirming that he was buying equities, stated that he does not anticipate another downturn in the economy. It's good. So a lot of figureheads are out there now saying the recession's over and we survived. Now, again, it's almost like we needed a T-shirt. Like, I went through a dang recession. All I got is this stupid T-shirt. That's kind of the mentality that I want you to start thinking about because recessions aren't so bad. In fact, they're actually pretty good. Now, gold, and hold on, wait, wait. Did he just say recessions are pretty good? Yeah, he did, actually. Um, Think of it this way. Remember the dot-com craze and the dot-com boom and all those punk 20-year-old kids coming out of college and getting six-figure jobs and smoking cigars and taking my restaurant reservations and clogging up 101? Well, when the tech recession hit, they all went away. It's a way of curbing excesses. So think of recession as a way of curbing speculation. So the, the real estate recession that we're in right now, it's curbing the, the people who are speculating out there. So they're gone. They've gone away, so to speak. You get the idea. So I like recessions. It's, it's a way of cooling off what's overheating. Now, gold today continues to hold its ground at $1,000 an ounce, despite Ben Bernanke's comments that the U.S. inflation remains subdued. Key earnings today from Adobe. Well, actually, they came out last night. They reaffirmed some guidance. Rockwell Automation, Oracle, they report today after the close, and that should give some insight into corporate America. So I I would say the big story today has to be healthcare packages unveiled, $856 billion healthcare package to require people to purchase coverage. It would fund health insurance co-ops. It would have fees on insurers and drug makers and device makers. This has been long awaited. Now, Baca says it will rein in costs and make it easier for families to, and businesses to buy coverage. The bill is going to cost $856 billion over 10 years, if it's fully, and it's fully paid for. So Baca's office said the bill does not contain the public health insurance plan that a lot of liberals had sought. So today you're seeing some strength in Humana, in WellPoint, in Aetna, and other HMO, PPO-type healthcare stocks. Interesting note today out of the IMF. IMF basically talking about international economies. What they're saying today is that Asia countries are ahead in the global recession. So they're ahead in the recovery after the recession. But they said the rebound is still very, very weak. Now, they were quoted as saying they don't expect the global economy to fall back into recession for a second time in the crisis. Global economy is starting to recover, so says the IMF. The most recent data confirms global economic stabilization. A few countries have even returned to growth. Asia, according to the IMF, is the most advanced on this road to growth, but the situation is also improving in America and Western Europe. Now, they said despite, quote, despite that unemployment was likely to continue growing in the future. Okay, unemployment continue growing in the future. So we got this dang jobless recovery thing going on again, right? Everyone's kind of saying it. We're all in agreement. Protect your job right now. Protect your cash flow. Protect your income. Have a little bit more money in an emergency fund. If you are unemployed, take any job you can get because it's easier to get a job when you have a job. We're going to be talking about jobs on Friday on this show. I'll bring in a job expert and give you some ideas and some thoughts and some angles and maybe even some prayers on getting a job. Now, back to the IMF. They said the economy, the world recovery... Remains fragile. Private demand is still weak. Financial tensions weigh on consumption, which means there's still free resources in the economy and the unemployment will continue to grow for some time. Worst part of the recession is already behind us, but the recovery is going to be gradual. 
Their main scenario does not forecast a recession with two bottoms. Global economy will be gaining momentum until the end of this year and into 2010. Now, part of the getting out of a recession, and technically a recession, is two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth. Two quarters is six months. We won't know that we're technically out for another month, two months, three months, until we start getting some of the economic data. Now, some of the economic data is there, but the final GDP reports have not been show, have not showed us to get out of a recession. I don't really care about the title recession. I'm more worried about the economy and jobs. That's me. So to me, I'm going to go through probably my life another five to ten recessions. I'm cool with that. I've been through the biggest one in my lifetime. I'm cool with recessions. And Warren Buffett says that while the economy hasn't gotten worse, he said it also hasn't got a lot better. He was on CNBC this morning, and he said over the last three months, he doesn't expect a double-dip recession. He sees significant improvement in residential real estate. Wow, there's something for us to hang our hats on, improvement in residential real estate. Now, Buffett says he looks at a number of indicators, including data from Berkshire Hathaway companies, and he says, we have not bounced, but we've quit going down. But he says, unless there's some sort of horrible event, he thinks the odds are very much against another significant downturn in the overall economy in the near future. He also sees important signs of life in housing. Here's his quote on housing. He says, quote, I think we're certainly through the worst of it in residential real estate in all probability. And, 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 and the reason, yeah, he really did say three ands. I'm quoting him. He goes, and, and, and the reason we're building a lot fewer houses and we're, we're, we're forming households so that it solves itself over time. Doesn't do it in a day or a week, but it solves itself. So we're, we're, we're further on that. So CNBC's Becky Quick, and for the record, CNBC's Becky Quick came from the Wall Street Journal, and she was the nerd, nerd, female journalist nerd. She was the nerdiest of the nerd, like glasses and, and unkempt hair and pimples. And then they get her on CNBC, and slowly but surely, they sex her up. So if you, if you want to get a good kick, go to Google and look up old Becky Quick versus new Becky Quick. And it's one of those like high school teenage movie things where... The girl is uh, the guy's best friend, and she's all frumpy and dumpy. And then, you know, his girlfriend dumps him at the last second, goes with a college guy, and he needs a date. So he takes his friend, and she comes down the stairs just, oh, my God, what, what? she was hiding under frumpy clothes, right? Same thing with Becky Quick. Now, I'm totally, totally, totally digressing. Um, Becky Quick asked Buffett about Kraft Foods. Remember Kraft Foods is thinking about bidding on Cadbury? And Berkshire Hathaway is Kraft's biggest shareholder. He said he's not opposed to the offer, and he has confidence in Kraft's management. He does think the bid is at pretty full price and that Kraft will have to do a lot of things right to justify the price. So that's what we got for you. Now, um, let's see what else is out there as far as headline news. There is one more really good piece of headline news, and it's tied towards a report out of the Financial Times. I get up, I check the Wall Street Journal, I check the New York Times, I check the L.A. Times, and on my checklist is the Financial Times. Financial Times did a report this morning saying the U.S. government should help revive the moribund market for big mortgages by getting Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to buy large home loans from banks. That's one of the problems right now is that, you know how Warren Buffett just said residential real estate's okay now? The higher end, the big jumbo is the million, the $2 million homes, they still have room to fall because government programs haven't really included that million-dollar mortgage. So John Schumpf, he's tied towards Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo originates about 25% all mortgages in the United States. He's saying, let's increase the size of loans purchased by Fannie and Freddie, the troubled finance groups, which are cold, uh, controlled by the authorities. The authorities is another word of saying government. These are zombie banks. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, AIG. They're dead man walking. 
And they need to be shut down because we've seen Japan go through the same exact real estate crash and they kept open zombie banks. We've got to shut down these government banks and go back to a, a capital on the private side of the world or on publicly traded companies. Don't want the government printing money. But anyway, John Stumpf, he says such a move to increase the size of the loan would reduce the interest rates charged by banks on so-called jumbo mortgages and revive a market for higher-end housing that has been devastated by the credit crunch. I don't know how I feel about that. I think the high-end market is different than the low-end market, and I don't think uh, that high-end mortgages should be as cheap as low-end mortgages because I think high-end mortgages have more risk than low-end mortgages. So I don't really know how I feel about that. Anyhow, I am totally digressing. Let's take a little bit of a break here. Let me tease the station. It's 9, 10 a.m. Talk910.com. Talk910.com. I'm going to jump on the live blog right here, right now, and see what's on your minds. You can call the show 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Rob Black, chatting about all things popular, uh, all things financial, and sometimes all things popular as well. Let's talk about what we're seeing out in the world of money at this point in time. There's some pretty good stories out there today. For instance, I see that Blockbuster is continuing to struggle. A Blockbuster may close as many as 960 stores by the end of next year. Do you remember? I'm I'm from the East Coast originally, and we had a a video store called Errol's, and Errol's became super popular on the East Coast, super regional store, and you can go rent video cassettes, VCR cassettes there. And this guy, I mean, he would open up another franchise, open up another franchise, open up another franchise. Uh, he would take all his employees to kind of the Six Flags of the East Coast called King's Dominion, shut down the whole park. I mean, he was that kind of crazy wealthy. Anyway, he ultimately sold that business and bought an ISP, which went bankrupt, and that wasn't the best thing. And I remember he was from Saudi Arabia. His name was Errol Dominova. Uh, but that's, again, not all that important to the story. But what killed Errol's was Blockbuster. A Blockbuster may close as many as 960 stores by the end of next year, shedding dead weight as the struggling video rental chain tries to reverse some of their losses that they've been heading. Now, the cuts outlined in documents today were filed with bankruptcy attorneys, confidential documents, um, Blockbuster has made financial decisions that have just been ruinous. Now, Blockbuster is considering at this point in time setting up what are called DVD rental kiosks in stores. The concept that has been popularized by Redbox. So they're going to get out of the business of owning a big old fat honky retail store with DVDs in it. And they're going to get into owning kind of like a, I'd almost call it an arcade machine size kiosk you know about Redbox, right I, I know you do you've seen them in your long drugstores and you see them in your safeways and things along those lines so when you're at safeway and you're getting your groceries 
You say, oh, I'm going to go rent a video, and it's a dollar a day? Sweet. That's cheap. Well, Safeway loves that because you have to come back and return it the next day or return it two days away from now. So there's an incentive to get you back as a regular customer. Same thing with the, the Long's Drug Stores. So Blockbuster hopes to have 10,000 kiosks scattered around the country uh, at the end of next year. They said, we could have fewer physical stores and still have more rental points for our customers. Blockbuster Shift serves as another reminder of video stores' waning appeal. As consumers are starting to buy and rent movies through the mail and the internet and cable connections and standalone kiosks like Redbox. So in 20 years, we've gone from VHS to DVD to those stores are gone. There's no reason to have a Blockbuster anymore. There's no reason to have a mom-and-pop video store anymore. Blockbuster is, is just reminding us that. So you have to understand, as an investor, things change, and they change pretty darn fast. Like I said yesterday, Patrick Swayze, 18 years ago, America's Sexiest Man. Today, worm food. That's how fast things change. Netflix DVD by mail service. I know you're saying it's been a day and you're calling them worm food. Can't you give them at least another day or two? No, no, no. I don't work that way. He's old news. Now, Netflix DVD by mail service, it was launched a decade ago. And I once interviewed the CEO of Netflix, a guy named Reed Hastings. And I said, I got a great idea for young men like myself. How about skin flicks where we can rent porn movies and they'll come in the mail to us and we could send them back. And he goes, you clearly don't know that I'm a member of the Christian coalition. I'm like, whoops. Should have done my research on that one. So someone's going to come up with that money, that idea. And they're going to take it from me and make millions and millions of dollars. Because who wants to buy porn when you could rent it instead? Anyway, let's get back to the story. Netflix DVD by mail service. Launched a decade ago. It's been super popular. Um, $9 to $17 a month in the subscription services. They've lured a lot of customers in the last year. They've built up a library of movies that you could watch on the internet. Netflix has 10.6 million subscribers at this point in time. Unlike Blockbuster, it's becoming more profitable. The Los Gatos-based Netflix earned $55 million through the first half of the year, while Blockbuster lost $15 million. Redbox has also hurt Blockbuster because, like I said, you can go in like a Long's Drug Store or a CVS or a Safeway, and you can rent movies for just a dollar a night. And that seems to be, you know, clicking with people. It seems to be something that they feel comfortable doing. Crystal Cruises. I remember coming to San Francisco seven, eight years ago, and there'd be cruise lines in, in the bay. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's got to be good for our tourism, right? You do go on a cruise and your boat stops in the Bay Area, dumps people off. They run into the city. They run into, you know, uh, North Beach. They run in, in Union Street and spend money. That's good for our economy because we got that outrageous tax rate. So it's good for our economy. So San Francisco's tourism economy getting a little bit of a boost as cruise ship operator Crystal Cruises has dis- had, had discontinued service in the city in 2005. They've decided to return. In 2011, Japanese-owned Crystal Cruises will use San Francisco as its home port for trips to Alaska, the Panama Canal, and New York. Now, to start with, 922-passenger Crystal Symphony is going to dock at Pier 35, but by 2013, the Port of San Francisco hopes to complete a modern cruise ship terminal at Pier 27. Continuity of home port ship uh, season for San Francisco waterfront, it helps the local economy. So the Port Commission authorized a $3.5 million contract with the city's Department of Public Works for architectural and engineering work at Pier 27. I'm totally for government spending, city spending, millions and millions of dollars so we can get millions and millions of dollars tied towards tourists. We need tourists in the city. Whether you like them or not, 
And by the way, always be kind to tourists. Always am. I, I think this is a great city to visit, and we have pretty nice people. Um, I tend to get some drinks every now and then at Cathedral Hill, which is right next to my television station, Cron. And there's always tourists there, and they're always getting bad advice from hotel people. Like, go to this crappy restaurant or go to that crappy restaurant. And we've got great restaurants in this city. So try to help a tourist out on occasion if you can. I think it's uh, good for our image and good for our city. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 345 Five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. And while we're staying local with San Francisco and Crystal Cruises to come coming back, let's stay even more local. My hometown, San Carlos, California. Tesla Motors is based there, and they're an electric car maker. They've raised an additional eighty-two million dollars today in venture capital. Now, Tesla Motors is going to be the Ford of our generation. They're trying to be the Ford of our generation. There is no guarantee. They don't have the dealerships that Ford has. They don't have the brand that Ford has. But people like me, we don't care. I grew up knowing that Ford meant found on road dead. I'm never buying a Ford. Not in my lifetime. In my lifetime, I knew Toyota cars and Honda cars were better manufactured. So to this day, I still believe that even though General Motors has given you a two-free-month trial to ride any of their cars up to 4,000 miles, and take it back and say, I hate it. I still won't do it because my mind got formed in my, you know, my teen years and my, my 20s that American cars were bad. So anyway, Tesla may get me as a car buyer down the road. Now, it's an opportunistic investment, so says Tesla CEO Elon Musk. I think if my last name was Musk, I'd probably change it. Um, he's at the Frankfurt Motor Show in Germany. He said, we're not looking for money. The funding came from an investor group led by Fjord Capital Management. Um, executives were at the auto show in Germany to deliver Tesla's 700th electric-powered Roadster. Tesla, which plans to move to Palo Alto and Stanford Research uh, Park space, once occupied by Hewlett-Packard and Agilent Technologies, they're intending to begin producing a more mass-market Model S sedan in 2011. So there is a good story about a Bay Area company that is prospering, that has a bright future. At some point in time, they will become publicly traded. I'm not saying they are the Ford of our generation. They could be the Ford motor of our generation. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, i got Michelle Lerman. We're going to be talking estate planning and probate law. Who needs it? Why? We're going to promote our seminars that are coming up in Novato, in San Rafael, and Mill Valley. In fact, she's going to be doing Novato Thursday night. I'll tell you how to get free tickets to that, but you got to continue listening to the show for that. I'm going to jump on the live blog, talk910.com, talk910.com. It's 9, 10 a.m., Rob Black Show, more stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Some days I'll pull in a financial planner. Some days I'll pull in an insurance guest. Some days I'll pull in authors and writers from the Wall Street Journal to give you some insight into the world of finance. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I'm pulling in right here, right now. Michelle Lerman, she is a real estate lawyer and a probate lawyer, a state planning lawyer. What type of law don't you do? 
Personal injury. You don't do personal injury? <laughs> I don't. How about criminal? If don't I kill, do criminal. If I killed someone, you, you, you'd you refer me to someone, though, right? Please don't kill someone. And yes, I would refer you to someone. That's good to know. Now, what do you think about Ford cars? In the last segment I was talking about, as in my childhood, I thought Ford, you know, found on road dead, uh, fix or repaired daily. There wasn't a good image. Now, you're a little bit older than me. No, I agree with you. That's uh, I grew up with that with that feeling also, but my parents were very much pro-American and yep. God bless America, and so they liked the idea, but I, uh, it was more of an idea. Okay, and would, how about your children? Would you have them buy American cars, or, or do you think they've been brainwashed by you to buy more international? No, I think the tides are changing. That's I think that now our family, and I think many others, I think that we would encourage our kids. There's more of an awareness of keeping America strong and buying American, I think. Okay. So I'm just asking because uh, I think there's an awareness, but when it comes down to the cold, hard decisions, every time I go on, uh, on vacation or every time I go on business trips, I rent cars. And most car rentals are American cars, and I hate them. I think they feel loose. I think they, they just don't feel right. I don't think they represent the car makers as they should. So I'm still going to buy foreign cars because I just I know what I'm getting, whether it's a Nissan, a Honda, or a Toyota. Anyway. Our family is a green family. We have uh, four uh, hybrids. Okay, so, so. now that's going to that's going to spark <laughs> off a controversy. A lot of people, a lot of people don't think green cars are all that green because of the technology, the extra technology that has to go in them, and the extra technology in the batteries that have to come out of them. Right. Have you ever right. opened up uh, the, the the hood of your uh, green car and looked yes. at that battery? Yes. The battery is like maybe it looks like a twelve volt battery. Right. It's tiny. Right. But there's two batteries in it. So there's the electric battery, and then there's the good old-fashioned um, alternative fuel battery. So there's two different batteries in it. Anyway, I'm digressing. 800-345-5639. I'm talking with Michelle Lerman um, about estate planning and probate law. This is something that I don't want to do. I want to live in the now. I want to think about the giants. I want to max out my 401k. I want to deal with this recession, but it's it's something I'm going to have to deal with eventually. Oh, actually, I think estate planning is very much living in the now because my experience is that when clients leave my office, they very much feel a sense of peace. Okay, but again, it's it's about how you handle your assets in your retirement years and how you hand off your assets after you get hit by the cosmic buses, I like to refer to it. That's true, but if we only wanted to think of the now, perhaps we would go out swimming and go to the park and instead we're working and we're building and I think estate planning is part of all of that, working, building, planning, preserving assets. Michael Jackson has to be the most famous person that we're looking at right now as far as an estate plan goes, where in his lifetime he accrued millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, but he also accrued millions of dollars of debt. Um, when you saw his story break, when you saw him die at an early age, he didn't plan to die then, uh, did, you, did you look at the estate plan that he had in place? I didn't look into it too much, but there's certainly been a lot written about it. And um, it's uh, clear that at least he did the basics to nominate a guardian, even though it was challenged, to have a trust so that the entire estate isn't going through probate. And probate fees are huge. They're very expensive. Probate fees in California are based on the gross value of assets. So... Certain basic planning was done, um, and I think it's a good lesson for all of us that really there are two phases in planning. You've got to do the basics, and then you really have to look at some tax 
savings mechanisms. And I think that's where he's, his family is really, really going to get hurt. Now, assume that I'm a 10-year-old or assume that I'm a 16-year-old. What is probate? What are probate fees? And why in this day and age are they tied towards the value of the asset? That makes no sense. Right. Well, they're tied to the value of the asset. And the problem now is that with shrinking values, they're tied to date of death values. And in the last year and a half, the values have gone down. So the fees are based on higher values and then property is sold. And so it takes a huge part of the estate going to probate fees that all could be avoided by having a trust. Probate's simply a court procedure to distribute assets upon one's demise. Okay. Now, what is a typical probate fee? Let's say I'm worth a million dollars and it's all in stock. Um, To pass that on to my heirs, first of all, the wife and then the kids. And then let's say I don't have a wife and kids. What's the process of probate for me? So there's a a filing and a filing fee. And now even the filing fees have increased so that it used to be we would pay one initial filing fee and then throughout the probate process, which could take several months, a couple of years it's it's not such a quick, easy process because all of the notice requirements. Then it used to be there was just one probate fee at the beginning. Now, as we file the periodic reports that are required in probate, there are filing fees for that. Typically, there's a statute. And so if you're looking at 500000 of gross assets, the statutory fee on that is going to be $13,000. So it's 4% of the first 100,000, 3% of the second 100,000, 2% of the of the next 100,000. So you just look at this schedule and figure out what the probate fee is. So you're looking at somewhere between 13 to $20,000 in probate fees for an average size estate whereas a living trust is going to be closer to 2 to $5,000. So it saves a lot of money to do your estate planning. That's kind of crazy to me in concept because when you die, it just should be easier. It should be. It's, it's, it why are there be. taxes? Why do we have to have attorneys for when we die? It's uh, when my father passed away 16, 17 years ago, I wanted to mourn him. I wanted to cry and miss my father, but I had to start dealing with his estate and he didn't have a complicated estate plan. He didn't, you know, his plan was to die and let other people deal with it. Um, so it's frustrating. And that's something that you kind of help hold the hand, so to speak, of the survivors and in in the that's too late fact, but the state planning kind of makes death a little bit easier uh, because it the absolutely pl- does. I, I sorry to interrupt you, no, but no, no. I no. I, um, I I tell people that sooner or later you're going to have to hire an attorney to handle your estate. It really is inevitable, but if you do it sooner, it is so much less complicated and so much less expensive. Now, with that being said. Um, we have to hire an attorney. So an estate plan, who should be doing it at what point in their life? You know, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. What point should we start? How much money do you have to have to start thinking I need this versus a simple will? When do you start thinking about this? As soon as your assets are more than 100000 and as soon as you buy real property, either one of those, that's when you want to think about an estate plan. What is real property? Um, your home. Okay. Real estate. Real estate. Okay. okay. Your home. Right. And so typically. This is something you do every day. So we got to translate it for the people at home. Exactly. Typically anyone who owns, owns a home is going to want to have an estate plan. Okay. 
Now, when do you do it? Just a $100,000 marker? It's not an age issue? It's It's not an age issue, and that's a misconception. People think I'm not old enough to do your estate planning, but actually the sooner the better. Every probate that we've done in our office, and so we'd only do a probate if there wasn't a living trust, every probate we've done in our office has been someone who's died young and suddenly. It's not the 90-year-old. Okay. That makes sense. So age isn't really a factor. So it's as soon as you accumulate assets, you'll want to have an estate plan. Now, you're doing three seminars coming up in the next 10 days, roughly. Actually, four, right? Four. Yeah, that's four. right. you got two in one day. That's so right. Two in one day. You're tricking me. That's right. Um, Thursday morning, 10 a.m. in Novato. And it's this Thursday, September 17th, 10 a.m. in Novato. Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 22nd at 7 p.m. in San Rafael. And the same Thursday, next Thursday, September 24th, 10 a.m. in the morning and 7 p.m. at night in Mill Valley. Who should be coming to this free seminar? Who? I mean, if you own a home, you need to okay. come to the seminar. And if you have assets more than 100,000, you need to come to the seminar. I, I've I've promoted this event for high net worth individuals. And a client the other day asked me, am I considered high net worth? But he had a home, and the answer is yes. You're okay. considered high net worth. So, what if you have no 401k and just a home? Is that something you still need an estate plan Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Okay, especially in the Bay Area. Absolutely. And even if you have a 401k and you don't have a home, it's important to do your estate planning because part of estate planning is the beneficiary designation for the 401k. So, what should that say? Oftentimes, people put on the beneficiary designation a minor child. And that's only going to put it back into probate because then we need to deal with an asset for a minor child. And there's a way to get around that. Can you tell that this is tough for me to digest? Like I look confused at times when we're talking. So I think the average person has to be confused. I try and simplify it. I try and simplify it. Um, Some clients think that they need to become an expert before they do their own estate planning. I think they need to hire an expert to do their estate planning. You're a damn pleasant attorney. If all attorneys were like you, I think everyone would love attorneys and they wouldn't Thank do attorney you. jokes. <laughs> With that said, let me tell you how you can get to this free seminars, four free seminars um, in Nevada on this Thursday, 10 a.m., uh, then Tuesday, September 22nd at 7 p.m., and then next Thursday, September 24th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. It's uh, Novato first, uh, Tuesday in San Rafael, Thursday again in Mill Valley to 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. You can sign up. Uh, by calling the phone number. The phone number is 415-454-0455. So it's a 415. So it's Bay Area number, 454-0455. And I'll give out that number again in about 10, 15 minutes as we exit the hour. Let's take a break here. But when we come back more with Michelle Lerman, estate planning, probate law, maybe I can get her to give me an example of one that went terribly well and one that went terribly bad because we learn by example. 800-345-5639 if you have calls. You're listening to 9, 10 a.m. It's Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Speaking with Michelle Lerman, she's an attorney. She does estate planning and probate. Now, again, I think we, we learn through examples, Michelle, the best as a nation. And if people have questions about estate planning or probate, 800-345-5639. It's 800 800- Three four five five six three nine. You've got a couple of seminars coming up in Nevada, Rissa and Rafael in Mill Valley. I'll talk about those in a couple of minutes. But uh, we learned by example. And during the commercial break, you and I were talking about Anna Nicole Smith, uh, where we know that she had a kid. We don't know who the father was. We know that she inherited hundreds of millions. 
Um, we know that her husband, who died, he had a weird, messed up estate plan. Uh, his kids challenged everything. That's kind of what you're doing. You're you're preventing a lot of that, but you're also dealing with big issues along those lines: kids and lots of money and where does the money go and who rightfully gets it and who doesn't get it. Right. And Anna Nicole Smith was was a huge, huge lesson for those doing estate planning. The problem is the planning has to be done, but it has to be customized. And it was shocking to learn that she had an estate plan that intentionally disinherited any future born children. And, and then she had another child after she prepared her plan. Oh, that's right. Little Danny or, yeah, the one. The one in the Bahamas, okay. So, and that is a very typical clause that that a lawyer would just stick in a plan without thinking about it. Oftentimes, I first of all, I would always discuss that with a client. Do you, if you had another child, would you want to disinherit that child? Sometimes the men tell me yes. They might not know. That if they had another child out there, the woman is going to carry it and know. And typically she would say, no, of course not. I don't plan to have any more children. But if I did, I certainly wouldn't want to disinherit the child. So now you and your husband have a very, very successful law practice in the Bay Area and you're well known. You've got a good Bay Area name. But I'm not going to call you superstar attorney, but you're kind of well known. Is, does that mean working with you is going to be more expensive than, say, working with a mom and pop? No, I think what it means is what my clients tell me is that I'm really dedicated. I love what I do. I genuinely care about my clients. And what you're actually going to get is is a lot of hand-holding and talking and concern and connection. You asked me before the break, tell, tell me of a situation that went well. And recently, a client of mine passed away. And before she passed away, she had been diagnosed with an illness and she came to my office and we sat and hugged after and she felt so secure knowing that I was going to walk her children through this process. And that's, that's what I've done. So it's, that's part of what you do. Now give me an example of a story that went bad. Uh, Oh, there's so many to tell. And every time it has to do with court proceedings because the proper planning wasn't done. There was one situation with a gentleman in Marin who had a trust done, but for some reason wanted to revise the trust and instead of going back to the attorney, wrote a handwritten codicil. And you can just imagine this. this, And then in an airport overseas, the man suddenly passed away left children of one marriage, children of another marriage, left a a surviving spouse and in the handwritten codicil gave her the power to live in the house, but made no provisions for who was going to pay for the expenses in the house. It was a hillside home that needed significant repairs, left a remainder interest after the spouse passed away to the other children. So there was just fighting between the spouse, the children from the different marriages. I don't recommend handwritten amendments. It's it, All of that could have been avoided had the person just gone back to the lawyer and it, dealt with it. I can't imagine you'd recommend handwritten amendments to no. Uh, no. legal documents. No. Now, but people do it. <laughs> That's and I know, and I as we get older, sometimes our our judgment isn't the best, so that makes your job even more complicated, so to speak and uh, how about the I guess what I was going to get at here is 
is this a man's issue? Is it a woman's issue? Because I consider long-term care typically to be a woman's issue because women live longer than men and women tend to take care of their husbands when they get sick and, and old and, and frail. Now, it's not always a woman's issue, but I think it's more of a woman's issue. Is long-term planning more of a woman's, a wife who, let's say the wife does nothing. She just raises the kids. Which just, again, which <laughs> okay. I, I you want to rephrase that? I was going to correct it before I was done. <laughs> Which is which is a lot in this day and age, but she's the the housewife doesn't know nothing about the, doesn't know where the bills come from doesn't know how to pay the bills. Um, my mom was like that, for instance, and then my dad just suddenly kicked over and died. And I think I'm answering my question. It is it is both a man's and a woman's issue. It's point. a human issue. Yeah, it's a human issue. Oftentimes, with a married couple, the woman is the one driving the process actually and making sure that the planning gets done. But I would say just as often the man is driving the issue and getting it done. And my clients are just as often men as they are women. Now, with that said, at your seminars that you're going to be doing uh, tomorrow morning, uh, not yeah, it is tomorrow morning. Wow, this week flew by. Thursday, September 17th at Novato at the Courtyard by Marriott. Uh, typically, $100,000 in liquid assets, maybe owns a home, and you'll help them figure out if they need a charitable trust or a revocable trust or an irrevocable trust. You'll help them figure out the terms and conditions of, of what should happen. Because Exactly. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm dedicated to education, to educating the public, to educating other lawyers. We learn from each other. It's a really wonderful legal community in the estate planning. We share ideas, bounce questions off of each other. And so everyone who comes to the seminar will actually get an opportunity for a complimentary consultation with me, and they'll be able to sign up for that right at the seminar. Oh, that's kind of nice. So in in meeting with an attorney, it's got some value. Absolutely, Um, because it needs to be customized. The plan really needs to be customized. We're all different. You know, um, if I'm single and no kids and I want to leave all my money to Stanford or if, you know, my kids are drug users. I don't want to leave money to them. So we're all different. So Right. Plus, with this economy the way it is and our set of tax laws, it's very important to do particular planning for your situation. Are you concerned about property taxes upon your demise, income taxes, estate taxes? The exclusion now is three and a half million. Is there going to be a state tax repeal next year? Is the exclusion amount in 2010 really going to go down to a million? So there's a lot of important changes. And my my concern is that people who have plans haven't looked at them recently, and they really need to. Let me plug your seminars because we're heading out right now. Tomorrow morning in Novato Marriott, Courtyard Bed Marriott. That's going to be at 10 a.m. I'm going to give out the phone number in just a second. If you don't get the phone number, go to LermanLaw.com. You can get more information there. Tuesday, September 22nd, 7 p.m. in Suite San Rafael. Thursday, September 24th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., the Aqua Hotel in Mill Valley. You can contact Michelle Lerman at 415-454-0455, 415-454-0455. You have to make a reservation for it. It's free. I trust her. I like her. I endorse. Um, again, Marriott and uh, Novato, San Rafael, Embassy Suites, Mill Valley Aqua Hotel. You can get more information at LermanLaw.com or call 415-454-0455. It's 454-0455. It's Rob Black Show. I'm not black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.